Watch This, a podcast for Arkham Horror the Card Game. Hello everyone and welcome to a bonus episode of Watch This. I'm John, or Monotone, on the Drawn to the Flame and Mythos Busters Discord, and I'm joined by a very special guest. Hello, it's Perdid um, from the Arkham Horror Badly podcast. And we are doing the second interlude in our playthrough of the Dream Eaters, um, which starts with um, Tommy reaching the bottom of a mysterious stairway. Um, so, yeah. Oh, of course it is, sorry. Which is blah, 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 getting muddled. Um, which features Yorick getting to the bottom of a mysterious stairway. Um, so, so yeah, do you want to, do you want to take the lead? Yeah, I'll summarize then. So the, the, the um, immediately before that, uh, Yorick was basically defeated or, 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 yeah, defeated by the, um, the nameless thingy, unnamed one. And, um, he woke up essentially at the bottom of the stairs because Randolph, because Yorick had discovered the silver key, um, Randolph managed to use it to get them both, uh, to what might be described uh, foolishly as safety. Um, so the, the black cat, um, Virgil's speaking cat, is at the bottom of this staircase, uh, this winding, horrible staircase. Um, and because uh, Randolph is alive and because I uh, didn't ask for it, or we didn't ask for it, um, I try to get some answers out of the cat. Uh, and he says, uh, I didn't know if you could be trusted. To be honest, I'm still unsure. I have had visions of these events for many, many years now. I know some of what may come to pass, but not everything. You could be the one who will save all of us, or the fool who heralds our doom. And then he tells Yorick about the Sea of Pitch, which is here somewhere, presumably. Um, and uh, beneath it lies a passageway between realms, and I need to go there. But first, because the black cat has a hunch, he just toddles off and leaves me alone with Randolph and uh, lots of trauma. Um, so we made that decision, or you made a decision, I think, technically, in the previous interlude, uh, whereby um, we didn't send the cat to help either of us, and therefore the black cat has had the time to do some thinking, to find a hunch about something. Yeah. Um, and then I wake up on my ship having set sail uh in the dreamlands and i wake up to a cat um caterwauling and um then the cat kind of talks to me and tries to tell me something important but um virgil has gone missing so the cat demands wait where is my human didn't i leave him with you and I have to explain to the cat that Virgil has been taken captive by the Corsairs, and the cat replies by licking its paw without much concern, which, yeah, that seems that seems fair. Um, and then, the because Randolph is with me, he eluded capture, and the black cat has a hunch. The black cat sees Randolph at the helm of my ship and decides to um, storm off, um, and I skip the rest of the interlude. So, yeah. The cat is up to its mysterious cat things, which is, you know, as it should be. Yeah, so because it's have it's had a hunch and is continuing to, to investigate its hunch, neither is going to have the nice symbol token in our bags, which lets the cat 
essentially a tackle with evade stuff for us, which uh, is a shame because maybe we could use it. But on the other hand, hopefully it will, it will pay off later. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Um, now, I, I listened to I listened to your episode, obviously, and I did feel a bit um, conflicted because I gave you the advice to take the Sacred Covenant uh, on the basis that it would help you keep blessed tokens in the bag. And um, you're... I think you got really unlucky with 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 drawing cards that interacted with the bless mechanic because it it didn't seem like there was a point at which there was a line of play that would let you start that chain going. Um, I did feel for you because I was like, he's got to draw one soon, surely, and apparently no. It was it was a it was a bit of a stark contrast to the first scenario where I felt that I was I was able to get the blesses into the bag and I was drawing them, you know, well. Lot and and it felt quite powerful, whereas it was sort of scrambling around a, quite a lot in in the thousand ships of horror to try and to try and get things done. Um, I think there was a couple of stages or points where I drew a failure token uh, unexpectedly or, or non-optimally, uh, which led to I think the the taking a lot of damage and then the unnameable killing me. So I don't know. I I kind of feel that I would like to get more ways of getting blessed tokens into the deck now if i were allowed to take survivor cards then it would be it would be fine there would be loads of survivor cards that can, that can put tons of blessings into the deck guardians are uh, well guarding up to level two is a little bit more restricted i think um so what do you want shall we talk about our decks do, do you want me to talk about mine first or do you want to talk about yours yeah go for it all right well i got four xp which is not much because i i basically investigated a lot of the house uh, and then Yorick got, got squashed, so um, probably some more XP would have been forthcoming had, had the squashing not occurred. Um, now, with four XPs, I can't do very much. Um, what I did, well, the other thing to say is, of course, I took a trauma, and I had already taken two trauma because of what happened in um, the first scenario. So now Yorick is going into points of no return with two physical and one mental trauma, which puts him at six five in terms of health and, and sanity which is not a very comfortable place to be so i am trying to think of of trying to offset that with some uh upgraded cards which help me not die um i mean i've died up to now so i mean it would it, it would just it, it wouldn't make much of a difference maybe but um for example i had one copy of i've had worse level two in my deck for the last scenario i can't remember if i played it or not I think I did, but maybe I didn't. Um, but one option is to take another one, an, another copy of that, because not only is it a resource gain, but also it probably can help uh, deflect the killing blow. Um, but uh, yeah, did, did you have any things in mind when you, when you, of what I can spend my XP on? Um, so I think from the perspective of trauma, I think all you've had worse is probably um, a pretty solid pick um i think that a second copy of that i think would be kind of my first port of call um and then yeah i'm not sure with the other two xp because you were having trouble it sound it seemed to me that you were having a little bit of trouble with damage compression and but i don't know whether the logical tack to take is to suggest kind of either upgrading to a weapon that does more damage without being reliant on um, bless, or whether it's better to recommend including 
um, cards that put more blessed tokens in the bag. Um, and I'm so I'm, I'm torn um, be between those two options, I suppose. Um, but I was wondering about something like either Radiant Smite or a second copy of Righteous Hunt, if you decided to go the more blessed tokens route. Yeah, so Radiant Smite is... I mean, it it, it, it can be used with uh, combat, with fists, which Yorick probably usually prefers. Um, but then if it's successful, it then uses up the blessed tokens, right? So all those blessed tokens you go in the bag that you might want to have uh, fire off to help Winchester get good, they left now. So I'm, I'm not sure the Radiant Mutsmite and Winchester would combo very well. So I would, I would probably not, I would probably get rid of the Winchester if I was going to go for the Radiant Smite. Um, Righteous Hunt, another copy of Righteous Hunt is is a good call. I've got one already, um, and it only costs one to play, and it kind of it has a lot of action compression potentially. And at worst, you get to put one or two or maybe more uh, less tokens into the bag uh, without without putting cursed tokens into the bag as well, which is what Fate does. So one Righteous Hunt might be a a, a good use. Another option is to take a second upgraded Vicious Blow. But, I mean, I always kind of in my head think, oh, Vicious Blow gives you plus two damage. But it doesn't. It sometimes gives you plus two damage, but sometimes it's exactly the same as Vicious Blow level one. Um, and I don't know. I mean, obviously it is a good card, um, and I will need to be able to deal three damage in an action, at least sometimes in the next two scenarios, presumably. Um, and it especially be useful for the final scenario um but there are probably one of sorry one xp cards that might be useful you know ace of swords or something potentially uh something like reliable on chester well the other one i was thinking of was um so if you were going to take um righteous hunt and you wanted to spend all four you could always take a copy of extra ammo just to offset Though, because the other the, the, the other problem with Winchester is that if you're forced to shoot with it when your bag isn't as loaded towards bless as you'd like, you're you're potentially losing a lot of ammo very quickly. Um, and I was wondering whether extra ammo might help with that, but that's I'm not sure. I think upgraded vicious blow might be a better call. I think partly it's trying to work out which of the two plays you've done is representative of the of the deck's potential for bless right like is it is is the first one just super lucky or is the second one just super unlucky because if the second one was just super unlucky then trying to tack too hard towards i need more bless mechanic might be correcting for a problem that won't come up again so it, it's and this actually i think I, I don't know whether listeners have had this um same problem but i've definitely found this where i've play tested decks a few times and they've gone a certain way and then you play it another time and it's like this is behaving completely differently and and i don't it can be really hard to work out especially because in when i used to play netrunner you just used to play the deck 20 times and then you knew but in arkham playing a deck 20 times is going through like two and a half campaigns which is a huge thing whereas netrunner you could play like sort of five or six games in a night and it was much you 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 could test you could test decks much more thoroughly, much more quickly um, in that runner. Yeah, no, you, you, exactly. And you almost never play the same deck twice in Arkham unless you just redo a scenario because you, you get at least one XP and then you 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 change your deck slightly. Um, and so I don't know. In answer to your original question, I think I was quite lucky in the first one. And I think I was quite unlucky with the second one. But I think that the first scenario 
represents more of what I think the deck can do. Um, uh, and bear in mind, I've got two blessed blades in there, and I don't think I've got one out in either of the scenarios. Um, and that's a way to get blessed into the bag. And I can have one in hand and a Winchester and a flashlight if I've got my bandolier out. Um, you know, so so, so it's not. It, it, it it could work and, it, and I think it should work. The question is whether or not I need yeah whether or not I need more bless in the bag. So I've got hand of fate and I've got righteous hunt and I've got blessed blade and I've got two tempts fate uh, and that's kind of it. But you know Yorick can no no Yorick can probably recurse some of that potentially. I don't know. It, it also kind of the hand of fate and righteous hunt are dependent on what enemies you face, right? So if if you, if you you kind of want to face huge enemies there, and there is at least one big enemy in Point of No Return, um, let alone the the uh, Weave of the Cosmos. So it's I don't know. I think definitely take I've had worse too, so that I can you know survive more than three turns. Uh, I I I will think about Vicious Blow. But I might not take it because it might, you know. I think I think there might be other things that I can do in the meantime. Maybe take a righteous hunt, and then I like the idea of um, extra ammo. I'm trying to do a, a cost benefit analysis for it in my head. It costs two to basically reload the Winchester. Or actually, not yeah, not even reload the Winchester because it's got five ammo in it. So the Winchester's got five ammo, which is quite good. Um, but uh, the Winchester costs four to play, so it it you know. If it's that the cost of playing the second copy of Winchester is twice as much as the cost of playing extra ammo, so it's yeah. Because because the other thing I was going to say was that it it's obviously um, uh, Yorick can can recur the Winchester if it ends up in his discard pile, but I and I was like maybe that means that extra ammo is a bad choice, but because replaying the Winchester costs four, and I'm not sure the survivor um guardian uh like the guardian cards you're taking are not going to be like high economy cards and so i was wondering whether that might be um difficult to do too many times um yes yeah, sorry i i i think that you're right there's not much in terms of economy in this card in this deck um if if i do take ipad worst level 2 i'll, I'll end up with two of those which is it's a, a, a source of maybe two two resources each and then i clean them out is two resources if I can play it, and that's it really. Um, I've not had that much of a problem with 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 resources, but it, it, it could be much better. So yeah, okay. I like I'll I'll, I'll pencil in extra ammo, and uh, what did we say? Maybe righteous hunt, and then a uh, I've had worse, and that would be four XP, and then kind of we can see after the next scenario if 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 that was wise. But um, you know, hopefully that will give flexibility to be able to, to to use the winchester uh pretty pretty often um i think the other thing that's drawing me towards righteous hunt is that i really think it's going to be useful in the last scenario on your side um like i just i i can see it being a useful card in that scenario for action efficiency so i'm hope i'm hoping i'm right about that um but we shall see but yeah um do you have any okay so what about your deck what do you think well how many xp did you get first of all i have seven xp to play with oh sorry <clears throat> um and um yeah like the, the 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 scenario i was playing is 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 kind with the xp i generally find the dreaming side is kinder with xp than the waking side 
um maybe that's maybe that's wrong but i, I think it is um and um yeah so i've i've got um i'm i'm kind of umming and ahhing about what to spend it on um i think we were talking about robes of endless night but i think in both of the games i've played i've ended up with a lot of resources by the end um so i'm not sure whether robes of endless night uh makes makes sense just because i don't really need the economy boost it gives me um the obviously the 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 inclination is to go towards asset not assets towards events rather than than assets and i'm i'm still sort of toying with the idea of time warp or possibly counter spell um especially because in the in the scenario i just played the skull got really nasty by the end and the ability to have a card that just says I'm not I'm not gonna worry about the skull late game because I can just ignore it is quite tempting. Um, so those are my two kind of thoughts in terms of if if I did go if I did go uh, assets my my temptation would be to take the upgraded um, oh, what's it called where's it gone uh the, the, the arcane studies the level two arcane studies um which is good for seth uh because it it helps her low books and helps her like with shriveling and sixth sense as well potentially um but did you have any thoughts about about things i could be could be plumping for yeah well um i do have some thoughts before that did you have i mean it might help the discussion did you feel that any cards in your deck for the last two scenarios didn't didn't work in the way that you wanted them to, or they plugged up your hand, or they were kind of not not helping Seth do what she wants to do. So um, I think the two that I found less useful, and this is going to be, I'm, I'm really sorry, uh, Frank and Peter, draw, drawn to the flame, not convinced by, because the number of locations I was seeing that had two clues and that I wanted to take an encounter card for were very low. Um, I, I can't, I think, I remember thinking that I, it would have been really useful to play a draw of the flame at one point because there was a location where if you investigated it, something bad happened. Um, but it was still only one clue and I can't remember whether I ended up playing draw of the flame or not. Um, but I, I, I kind of um and ah a lot about whether or not the encounter card is worth the trade. And I think in multiplayer, when you've got a lot more two clue locations, it's a lot better. Um, but I'm not as convinced. The other one is Quantum Flux, which should be a no-brainer with Seth's weakness and, um, you know, the deck composition. But I always just find that I'm really nervous to play it in case I'm playing it at the wrong time. And so in practice, it ends up in my hand for quite a while, um, which I'm not sure is, is useful. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, Drawn to the, drawn to the Flame, you, you, your point about two clue locations is is really sound because it's actually pretty infrequent in in single player in solo that you that you get two clues on the location i mean it happens but um there is a location in where the gods dwell where there will likely be quite a lot of clues and clue acceleration there is probably nice on the other hand you don't want to draw a horrible monster while you're on that space so there are there, you know something like read the signs is probably going to be better for you there um i i mean i asked partly to, to be interested in, in kind of the, the way that you wanted your deck to, to turn i've got i mean i think i made some suggestions last time which are still kind of uh still there i think counter spell is is, is a nice idea it's quite expensive to play um one idea i had was banish this is a 
one XP level uh, two cost spell event, and it's an evade attempt using your willpower on a non-elite enemy. And if you succeed, you can move the enemy to anywhere in play. And if you draw a symbol token, then it doesn't ready for another turn. Um, th this could be good tech against Dark Side of the Moon, where you've got like essentially four-ish locations in a circle, and then a long string of locations as you kind of run through the moon. Um, and you can, if you find a, an enemy somewhere in that tunnel, then you can just ping it, you know, ping it to the to the surface of the material side of the planet, essentially, side of the of the, of the moon. Forget about it. And often banish, you know, I, I think that banish is going to be good in some scenarios, and not in others. It kind of depends on how far away you can get from monsters. And essentially, that then becomes like a pay two to get rid of, a, of an enemy, um, which is not bad for two X, one XP. Yeah, no, that's a good, it's a good thought that. Um, and it's more action efficient, potentially, than ethereal form, because when I... When I had a problem with a with a very big gribbly monster in a place that was inconvenient last time, um, and I'm not talking about the pack of Voodiths that just completely stymied my early game progression because I'm a Muppet, um, but my solution to that was kind of ethereal form, and then you, you move in, you ethereal form, and you've got one action to do what you need to do before you're unethereal again. Whereas Banish, being able to ping the enemy to the other side is much more efficient. So I could do a straight swap of, of Ethereal Form for Banish, and that could be a really good um, swap. Um, so yeah, I will note that down. Yeah, so with with so it tests Will, which is four base for Sephina, and then you get plus one if you've got the Crystal Pendulum, plus one again if you've got David Renfield, and plus one if you've got four cups. So you could be testing at seven, which is you know as 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 close to being as certain as you can usually get. In this game. Um, the other one, oh, how many others? I have, I think I just heard. Okay, the other idea which uh, I had was you mentioned the counter spell. Sorry, I'm 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 unfocused. Let me start this sentence again. You mentioned counter spell as a way to get past the horrible symbol tokens. Potentially a um a a way of doing that that costs the same amount of XP but doesn't cost any resources is defiance level two, which it, you 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 commit it to a test and ignores all symbols. And there are you've got quite a lot of symbol tokens in your bag by now, I think, and they're all terrible. Um, and then dark side of the moon, they often key off your uh, alarm level. And of course, if you're lucky, you'll have a low alarm level. But if you're me, you'll have you know by the end, you'll have a kind of annoyingly high alarm level, and you don't want to be drawing the skull or the, or the cultist or anything like that. So defiance gives you kind of peace of mind for for those tests. Um, so yeah, so with with seven, you could get two copies of Defiance, two copies of Banish, and then you know I don't know what one off or just keep the one or something like that or spend on something cheap. I think I I can't think of much that's one XP that I'm interested in. Let me just double check that I'm not wrong about that. Um, other than Banish, I mean I suppose I suppose I could do one copy of Banish, um, and then. One copy of one copy of Banish, and then one copy of uh, sorry, two copies of either Defiance or Counterspell, and then a copy of Time Warp, and that could be a good way of going. And the next time I can get the second copy of of Banish, um, although Banish is good Moon Tech, but saving the XP isn't the end of the world. Like six versus seven XP is not a huge difference necessarily, so I'm probably get away with it. 
Banish, I'm, I'm, I'm almost certainly going to go for Banish. That's a really good shout. Um, I think I prefer Counterspell to Defiance 2 just because it's the... It's the, I guess it's like the difference between Unexpected Courage and Lucky. Like, they both give you plus two, but one lets you take, kind of wait until you need it, if that makes sense. No, that's true. It, it, it's, it's reactive rather than pro, uh, proactive, I suppose, in, in a good way. Yeah, though, that's interesting. I mean, uh, one other thought, and I don't think this is a terribly good thought, but um, is protective incantation. You said you have a lot of money. Protective mm -hmm. incantation, you stick it in your arcane slot and it kind of you can get rid of the worst token essentially as far as i can tell now you i don't know to what extent you're relying on shriveling and sixth sense yeah it seemed like you use shriveling a lot mostly with units um but i don't know if if the other arcane slot is is as contested were you using sixth sense a lot yeah it was um and that's so I will say after I after I beat up ferociously beat up those Vuniths, I don't think I spent another shriveling charge because I was just able to evade everything, which is yeah um, what I should have been doing in the first place. Um, when you've got a spell, everything looks like a nail. That's not the um, phrase, but um, but yeah, I think unfortunately because I think protective incantation could be really good, but um, sixth sense is shriveling's really my only reliable damage option because i've got spectral razor but shriveling's the only other um card i've got in there that does damage um and sixth sense is kind of the only way i can reliably get clues um i mean this is the the, the penalty for having a very event-based deck but um but yeah um but i think protective incantation sorry <clears throat> i think protective incantation is doing a very similar thing to counterspell and, and defiance and i think it's my least favorite of the three just because it's um, contesting the arcane slot and it's potentially a lot more expensive than either of the other two. Um, if I if I had if I had rogue access, I'd be much more tempted. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, yeah, protective incantation feels like it's an off-class mystic card, doesn't it? Rather than on-class mystic card, um, because most mystics will want to use both arcane slots, and here you're heavily relying on on shriveling. I mean. Uh, you know the combo of shriveling and six sense is pretty hard to beat. To be honest, if you can get them both in play and and use them at the right time, then then, then you're amazing. Um, but uh, yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, no, I, I think with um, counter spell versus defiance, I think it's slightly a toss up depending on how you want to play it. Um, and you know the only thing that makes me pause with counter spell is what happens if you really want to play it and you've only got one resource, then you're kind of drafted. Um, but on the other hand. You know, you know you're going to get Defiance and play it on a test where you draw the Elder Sign and it's just kind of, mm, that's too XP. So, um, yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's totally fair if you, if to go for, you know, those. But Banish could be nice for you, especially if you get your willpower up. Yeah, yep, yep. I think that's, um, I think that's exactly it. And having everything keyed off willpower in Ceph is really nice. So um, I think that has been uh, a very good attack it's something i've not really done in Seth before is is focus on the willpower i usually focus more on the um on the feet um but uh well, because there's so many good events that, that sephina can make use of um that one you know maybe the automatic response is to just to go for those especially once you get into the ones you know above level two but it is interesting i think because this experiment shows that that if you if you deny yourself those good cards then you're gonna maybe check out other cards that actually are equally interesting and, and powerful you know you you've 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 got I, I mean your deck has done well in both those past scenarios i i knew at the end of the um 
uh, of search for Gaddafi were disappointed with five signs of the gods but I think that's fine for solo I think that solo is pretty hard and that if to get you know to get more than two continents i think in 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 that scenario yeah i think in retrospect i was i was probably being a little bit harsh on myself i think if i had not felt um felt like i'd wasted time uh in the first part of the game i'd have been a little bit more circumspect about it but um but yeah but no i think i think the deck is not is is not going badly and i think i think um if you i think your deck's going very well um i think i do wonder whether if we were doing this after um the innsmouth conspiracy cycle had finished whether there'd be more bless cards at level zero that would make the bless interaction more reliable um i don't know but i'm hoping in your next uh, game you get more bless out of the bag um fingers crossed me too maybe i need to be, maybe I need to be more proactive in in you know, using something like Righteous Hunt, even if I draw it and there's not a perfect place to use it, if I can get one or two Bless into the bag via it, then then that's probably worth the money it, it costs to play it. Uh, and it, if I can get lots of Bless in the bag and then use the Covenant to keep them in the bag more, more often than not, then that should make me pretty um, pretty nifty against some of the uh, bigger enemies in, in the last two scenarios. But yeah, with regards to Innsmouth, I think that we're, what, three packs from the end now, and usually they release high XP cards in those packs, but there might be some low XP ones. But yeah, I mean, it, I think there's at least one card coming out in the next pack, which, as we record, is Light to the Fog, I think, which will be particularly useful for uh, Bless Tokens. But um, we shall see. Yeah, I at this at the rate the post is uh, working at the moment i think we'll complete this campaign before i get the next pack but uh there you go we'll, we'll survive i'm sure i've been playing um calvin Wright for the first time and taking him through the return to the path to kokoza which is uh, quite a trial by fire for him um and uh yeah it's 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 a lot of fun um just sort of losing quite a lot um but it, it's good no i mean with with Arkham, yeah we can wait for the next pack but there's tons of scenarios we can just play again and uh find interesting ways of tweaking existing investigators i shall um make um some tweaks to my deck and i shall play my next um my next scenario and i am looking forward to hearing yorick um go through and hit so many bless cards uh and um and hit so many blessed cards and generally clean up with the sacred covenant i'm 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 committing i'm, I'm ready for um uh it to go very well next time so um yeah i think um that probably wraps up our discussion um thank you very much for listening everyone um and uh our next scenarios will be on our respective podcasts and if you don't already subscribe to arkham Conra badly i would uh strongly recommend you go and do that because it is an excellent podcast uh thank you very much for talking to me thank you mm-hmm.